you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. few things I want to mention before we get into the um, theme of today, which is John Newman, is you notice it's the early part of the liturgical year. We just recently celebrated Epiphany and next Sunday, Baptism of Jesus, and then we enter the ordinary time. When I was a child, I used to think, why don't they have more baby Jesus stories during this period? before ordinary time comes. And the reason I thought that is I thought we had a lot of baby Jesus stories. Well, I was wrong. But Grandma Rosalia was right. <laughs> Grandma Rosalia, my mother's mother, whom I saw every day, lived only a few blocks away, would tell stories about Jesus. And she would tell stories about Jesus playing with kids, and, and some kids had more toys and, and, than another. And one day he decided to make them all happy. His, his, he's a child now. And he picked up mud and he formed it into a bird and he blessed it. And of course the bird came to life. Now, Grandma Rosalia told these stories as if they were gospel. And they were gospel, what we call apocrypha gospel. There are gospels written that were never brought into the canon of the church, the, the authentic readings of the church, um, because they weren't satisfactorily connected to the apostles for a reading or a gospel and epistle to be connected to the corpus of the church, the canon. They had to be connected to the apostle, written at the time of the apostles, and popular, known, throughout the known world at that point. And this was around uh, 300 that they solidified it. So if, if books were not meeting those categories, they would not have been brought into the canon of the literature of the church. So therefore, the Apocrypha stories, and we have some named after Joseph, Thomas, Mary Magdalene, and a few others. And if you're ever interested in beautiful little stories about Jesus, um, go online and put Apocrypha and realize these are traditions. They're not authentic and they're not accepted as, as gospel. Good news. So that's why this time after Christmas, we don't have baby Jesus stories. And as a matter of fact, the early evangelists, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, especially John was a separate category, um, the gospel stories that they gave us and that we know now were originally stories of the death and resurrection of Jesus. That was it. That's all they had to preach. Only as time developed, and probably through people asking, did the stories that you and I know from the beginning of each gospel get incorporated into the gospels. So we have a story like today in Mark, 
about the miracles of Jesus and all the stories of, of that we're very familiar with. But they came secondary because the, the crooks of the gospel, even the word is important, crooks, cross, the, the heart of the gospel is Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension to the Father. That's the gospel. Everything else is for our nourishment, nurturing, and increase of faith. Okay, now we're going to talk about the homily. I hope you don't mind all that. But it's important for us to be educated. And the education in our country comes from a man that we honor today, John Neumann, N-E-U-M-A-N-N. John came from the same era of the world as John Nepomucene, the patron of our parish, Bohemia, section of Germany. And he was a very bright kid. I mean, he spoke six languages, not as a child, but as he developed his education. Uh, he studied philosophy, law, and when it came time for him to major in his course of studies, his father wanted him to go to a lucrative business, law maybe, or science of some sort. But his mother picked up that this kid has a special faith in God and the church and theology. So she encouraged him to go on to study theology, which he did. Long story short, he studied in several places, but then became interested in becoming a missionary. Now this is 1850s. And the missionary territory that we look at today is usually third world, maybe Africa, maybe Asia. But he looked for a different area to mission to, where there were a lot of Bohemian Catholics who spoke German. And guess what? Here we are. It was New York. He came to New York from Germany. He studied here and, and again pro became proficient in English. He was sent to Rochester. New Jersey and New York were one diocese. Now there are, I don't know how many, maybe eight, maybe nine dioceses in those two uh, states. But at that point, it was one diocese. So the bishop sends him to Rochester for a while, other parts of New York, and eventually he comes here. They notice something about him. This is what happens when you, you, make, you make noise. People notice who you are. He was interested in education. Again, he was sent to the German-speaking Catholics, and he needed to educate the children especially uh, with catechism and religious education. He did that very well. And again, the bishop notices this guy has a, a gift for education, a gift for talent uh, to pass on the message. He came to New York and worked here a great deal. Eventually, he was ordained in our diocese here in New York at the old St. Patrick's downtown. That's where he was ordained a deacon. And the next year, he was ordained a priest there at St. Patrick's downtown New York, the old St. Patrick's, not the big cathedral. And worked here for a while and eventually became a bishop and sent to Philadelphia. And that's where his body is at the shrine of St. John Newman in Philadelphia. In the course of his development of his ministry, he founded Catholic schools. Now, when you think about Catholic schools in a country then, maybe now too, that was antagonistic toward Catholics and Catholic education, he was against the wave of, of the culture. 
and he was a man of his times that knew it was necessary if the kids couldn't be educated properly in the public school system and then receive their religious education back at home or in the church, then we have to start our own. And he did. He started the Catholic school education system that we know. It was picked up later by Mother, Mother Seton, as you know, but he introduced it. So he is the first American, to be, American male to become a saint, St. John Newman. His ministry follows so beautifully with the scriptures today, I thought, <clears throat> because we're gonna say by his words and by his behaviors, his actions, he showed that he loved God by loving God's people. John in, in his letter talks about if you love one another, you're loving God. And if you say you love God and you hate a person, then you're a liar. It's John, John's, John's epistles. So this is how we know that we are living in God's love, that one, we accept the fact that God sends us his son Jesus, who loves us, who gives his life, teaches us, and then ascends to the Father. And we who honor that tradition, our, our theology, our faith, live in God, live in love. And that doesn't mean one-sided love, because the scriptures make it very clear, it's not you loving God, it's God loving us. And then our responding to that love by how we treat one another, by educating our children, by making sure that the people in our families know the faith, that we observe Catholic traditions like, like sacramental statues of, of different saints, like, like we enjoy certain sacraments, like at the end of Mass today, we're going to bring back the anointing of the sick. And any of you who are ill in any way, we invite you up and we're gonna use a special instrument to anoint you with the holy oil of anointing. It's, it has a little brush tip, so my finger is, doesn't touch the oil and touch you, but the oil is touched to that brush and passed on to each one of us. So these are the traditions that, that we appreciate, but it's people like John Newman who really had insight to say, we have to have a system and a system that works, and he did. Now, you know today we have a great challenge about Catholic education, mostly to do with finances. And if the public school systems were just and, and non-prejudicial and teaching what is right, then our children would be very happy to be in the public school system. Now we have a challenge because we have to follow up their education at home and in church. We have to do it because the number of Catholic schools has diminished. We still have a lot around, but the great number has diminished. This is not the 50s. We're, we're different now. But we still are obligated to carry on the ministry. And Jesus says it very succinctly today in the gospel. When they say, we have no food to, to feed these people. You feed them. You feed them. And you know what? That finger goes to all of us. Jesus telling us, go feed those who are hungry. Hungry because of lack of food, hungry because of lack of education, hungry because of lack of faith. You go, you can do it. Why? We can do it because Jesus is behind us. Because Jesus is pushing us along. 
We come here to be nourished by the bread of life, Jesus, and, and listen to and rejoice in his holy word, the gospel, and then leave challenged to go feed the world. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque.